Okay, uh, motion gaming, Matthew, that's where it's at. I've been on my Wii, I've been on my Wii Fit, I've been on my Connect, my new Connect. Oh Christ, it's Tom and Matt Attack. A new Connect, you say, Tom Parry. Well, I've never had a Connect, firstly, but yes, and it's not new; it's secondhand. But uh, it's a new experience to me, really. I have played yours for a little bit, yes. but uh, I had a few games from when I used to live with you, Matthew. You did. Uh, one of them was Dragon Ball Z, and one of them was Dance Central Three, and they've been sitting on my shelf for ages, being unloved. And the other day, when I was in Granger Games, and <gasps> the mood was low in that store. I would imagine. The impending news of their closure was on its way. Everyone, the writing was on the wall, basically, for the staff there. And God, that must have been awful. For... No, I'm not going to make jokes about it. No, it's no. It's terrible. And we know yeah. people affected by this, so I'm yeah, not going to yeah. make light of the so, situation. And there, there at the back, behind um, the, the counter, I saw Connect, £15. Cool. I thought, this about time. I said, I'm going to buy something. And okay. much, yeah, they enjoyed that, uh, and I, I bought a Connect, and then straight away after that, I saw a three pound Eye of Judgment on the shelf, so I thought I'll have that as well. Was it the the actual like full box yeah, thing, or was with it... the stand oh, wow. for the camera and the little mat you put the the cards yeah. on? And I got the camera as well. I got two PlayStation cameras now. <laughs> okay. Don't know if there's any um, practical use for two PlayStation cameras, but left the camera one, camera two. I don't know. What are they called? PlayStation Eyes, aren't they? It was yes, the iToy, and then they were like, iToy's a bit too childish now, we're on PS3. Now it's just the eye. Yes. And then what's the PS4 one called? I think it's just called the PlayStation 4 camera. I just think they <laughs> dropped all pretenses and we're just like, well, it does what it says on the tin. But motion gaming, Matt, when was the last time you did anything like that? Got your connect um, out, had a little bit of a dance. Christ. When I lived with you, so at least three years ago, I think, at this oh, yeah. point. I don't think it's uh, a common activity, but I've discovered a great game for the Connect. It's called Disney Fantasia. I yes, um, by Harmonics. By Harmonics. Wonderful. I'm swishing my arms around in time with the music, doing all the yeah. actions to Bohemian Rhapsody, and it's one of the most enjoyable free kind of I don't free feeling games. I don't know quite else to explain describe it using connect is you know a, a freeze up your limbs of course you're not holding control or anything but no. actually doing these sweeping motions and stuff in time with the music it's like nothing else i've ever experienced before that's interesting is it not like a uh, child of eden or anything like that where well, you basically what it is is you stand in there and then motions will come on screen uh, the, the motions the game asks you to do are Either you do a sweep in time like this, just like Mickey might, you know, Fantasia. It's called Fantasia. It's meant to yes. recreate that feeling of how Mickey would conduct the uh, the brooms. I think that's what he was doing, wasn't he, in the film? Yes, he was. Um, sometimes you'll do a punch. Uh, sometimes you'll do another kind of this a swish gesture. And then you'll have to hold it for a while. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll do a punch and you'll slowly have to move it 
you know, in in, in a sort of rhythm. Yeah. And the whole thing just comes together really lovely. Uh, the game cost me 50p. The Kinect camera cost me £15. Bargain. Had a lot of fun for that. Fantasia for 50p is a good shout. Uh, like I said, Child of Eden, if you haven't got it, spiritual sequel to Res, not bad. Probably about 50p, I reckon, from most places it, these it, days. It probably is, isn't it? I got that on the PS3 uh, with a move remote support. Yeah. But uh, I don't think I've ever played the Kinect version, despite think I have it downloaded. I think it, I got a download code somehow, somewhere. Maybe. Yes, but the Kinect, uh, great, great little thing. Uh, it's very novel for me at the moment. Uh, what else have I played? Oh, I played, I got this Kinect Star Wars, £3.50. Yeah, how was that? Did he dance? I dance, I, I like Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Good tune, that one. Uh, and I did very well, actually. Despite, I put it on easy. <laughs> But uh, it, yeah, it's a bit of fun. Also, the Rancor game I played, which was also quite fun. Stomping yeah. around, picking up people, eating them, throwing them around. I'd heard that That's wasn't fair. the best game on it, but uh, I, I enjoyed the experience. I can just yeah. about make enough room in the small room I'm playing the Connect in to be able to play it. So it's, uh, that's something. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Is that it requires a lot of room. Mm-hmm. Like our front living room was not good enough to do it. So, not really. No, you you need a bit more space to stretch out. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing was the Wii Fit. You know, I'm back on that again. I'm trying to lose uh, three pounds in two weeks to get to my ideal weight. Okay. I find it's quite, it's quite good. For that. Well, I mean, you lost three pound fifty on the Star Wars game, oh, so you should already be there. Oh, Matt, that was that was sharp. I'll try my that best. Was, that was sharp. How are you keeping so sharp this last week, Matt? Um. Well, through through actually playing a few games, Tom Parry. Brain doing, training. Doing some brain training, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, some Leighton and all of these other things to increase my mental stamina. Detective no, I, Pikachu, that would be the one, wouldn't it? Detective Pikachu would be the one. Unfortunately, I didn't buy Detective Pikachu. You didn't. Um, as I mentioned on the podcast, I bought a game called Hokuto Ga Gotoko, uh, which is the Yakuza team Fist of the North Star game. I was going to say, what Yay! the heck is that? Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to say that full title again, because I probably mangled it in the first place. I'll just refer to it as the Yakuza Fist of the North Star game. And in all honesty, I don't know how I feel about it. No, well, it's in Japanese, Matthew. I imagine this is somewhat of a stumbling block. Well, no, because fortunately <laughs> there are YouTubers. Uh, there's a guy called Salty Yen, for example. And Sorry. There's also Salty Yen wow. is the name of the YouTuber. And also, oh, by the way, spoiler warnings for anyone who uh, goes, oh, wow, there's a translation of this game on the internet. I'll go watch that. Um, The guy kind of ruins a bit of the end of Yakuza 6, which I wasn't quite happy with in the middle of one of his streams, casually throws out something that happens at the end and asks for people's thoughts and... A little bit annoyed by that one, oh, but sorry, it's all right. Matthew. It's okay. The, that's going to be a 50-hour experience. This is just one small beat along the way. It'll be okay. No, um. so I started watching his translation a bit. He's literally a Japanese YouTuber who's playing through the game and translating it as he goes. That's nice of him. Yeah, so I was watching that. There's also some stuff up from the website I use to play through um, Kenzen and also to start Ishen called KHH. Sense. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that. And they've got an English guide up already and started translating some of the cutscenes for the bosses. So I was like, okay, cool, this is doable. All right. And it isn't so much that I find it inaccessible or anything. It is 
very much bread and butter Yakuza team game. Uh, triangle is heavy, square is light punch, X is dash and dodge and all the rest of it. Uh-huh. And so playing it is quite enjoyable. However, I had bought this game under the kind of pretense of, well, every time they've done a Yakuza spin-off, even Dead Souls, as well as Ishin and Kenzen, as I already mentioned, they have something new to hmm. the Yakuza series. They take it forward in a way. Sure. And on this game, there is a system with like charms in that a lot of the characters from the anime and manga you can get like charms of them and then you use the d-pads to like power yourself up in new and interesting ways by using those not the playstation camera not the playstation camera no (laughs) but having played uh the yakuza 6 demo frankly to death in the car in the the time since we last podcasted i played it now about two or three hours i did all the side quests and stuff in it wow that's a one heck of a demo isn't it it is one heck of a demo (laughs) um i realized that while there is some interesting things in this game and they are doing things that aren't part of that experience at least what i've seen of it Mm. there is i don't know it doesn't push the series forward in some ways like yakuza 6 as you've seen by playing the demo i assume you have at this point well i've played as much as we talked about last time ah then you haven't um if you go out into that world um going around uh, kamarucho you can actually like free explore the world. You can go into a lot of shops, and there's no loading times, oh, whereas there like... was in the old Yakuza games. That's nice. More of a Shenmue feel then in that. Yeah. Respect. Even though that does have loading times and going to shops. It's but... very seamless. You can get into fights with people and run away. You're not boxed into the small arena that you were in the previous games. Oh, I like this. It's still yeah, very it, good. It it makes it feel like a much more expansive open world. That's what you want and... from a sequel, isn't it? Though? Oh, definitely. And I mean, it's been a long time coming. It's the sixth game in the franchise. And again, with three spin-offs in between. But Fist of the North Star kind of dials back on that. And you are restricted to these small areas again. Hmm. And I I guess it's to do with the combat system, but it seems... I don't know. It feels very paint-by-numbers. It feels like you would imagine an IP'd Yakuza game to feel. Is that you go through a big story beat to a Hmm. battle, then to a story beat, then to a battle... And we've got to bear in mind this was developed after Yakuza 6. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, using the same engine, though. So mm. I would have thought maybe that Does it at that least was... look nice? It does. It's a very beautiful game. It's got a very nice cell shading over the top of it as well. So it's all good in the hood. Um, but looking at it and seeing what it is, like the beauty's only skin deep in it. It, it could be a lot better, I think. Mm-hmm. That's not to say it isn't fun. A lot of the the combat revolves around this ridiculous idea of Fist of the North Star oh, style mm-hmm. punches where he's literally leathering Matthew. shit out of people. Yeah. Thank you. I tried not to make the microphone pop, that, and that's that was why it's very good more. actually. Yeah, felt, mm, yeah, spot on. It's good. Um, so you're doing all these things, and you're literally like hammering the square button to land all these punches. Yeah, I've played um, some Fist of the North Star games. They've managed to get that down in some of those. Um, Dynasty Warriors type ones that I've played. Yeah, um, mm. and this is actually perhaps the newest Ken's thing. Rake, Instead of yeah. pressing circle to throw like you would in the usual Yakuza games, mm. uh, pressing it actually puts Kenshiro in like a super mode almost. So depending on where you are in the position to the enemy, if you're behind them or in front of them, mm. he will do one of the signature like Fist of the North Star big 
Japanese kanji style moves that are really mm. dramatic as yeah, yeah. they explode and flow up into the air. Well, this is why you'd want to play a Fist of the North Star game, wasn't it? For that yes. over-the-top presentation and the way the fights play out in Fist of the North Yeah, Star. exactly. Yeah. But it it feels a little bit repetitive. I'm about halfway through the game and I'm like, okay, this is all interesting, but... I think that's quite a lot of gameplay, yeah? Halfway through, you must have played it many hours. Not really. No? Prob- I, I only played it for like... I don't know, maybe four or five? Okay. Doesn't mm. seem as long as your traditional Yakuza game, which is a bit of a shame. Which is, what ballpark is the Yakuza game usually in? Christ, at least 20 of... hours, wow. like if not more. Uh, even even the first game and the remake of it in Kaiwami is mm. pushing about 17, yeah. 18, I think. Of course I have to ask because I've never completed a Yakuza game. Well, yeah. Tom Parry, we know this, you, you've... <laughs> Completed very few games. I'm off playing on my Connect now or doing me weird Exactly, Wii Fit. yeah. You're <laughs> I've in become Fantasia a casual land. gamer. <laughs> oh, dirty casual. No, but um, I think it looks very nice. The story has been very interesting. I'm not the the most up to date on the lore of Fist of the North Star. But it I've follows, watched a few. It follows the basic. No, it doesn't story. actually. No, it doesn't. It kind okay. of it branches very early on. Um, when Kenshiro fights uh, the the blonde-haired guy who I've forgotten the bloody name of because it's been so long since I've watched the anime. He's his nemesis, isn't he? Yes, he is his mm. nemesis who kidnaps uh, Yuria, which yeah. is his fiance, yeah. very early on, and that's the first arc she, of that entire show. Does he want show. to like marry her? Yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, the the blonde guy is in love with Yuria, and yeah. obviously so is Kenshiro. Yeah. And essentially re- the game yeah. kind of opens by telling you that she's died, and so... Kenshiro refuses to believe this, and so you go on a quest looking for her. With the kid? Don't you meet up with the kid early on? You do meet up with the kid, you meet up with a lot of these characters. But it seems like they know Kenshiro, but it's following a different arc, so I'm not sure if it's based on a different take on the anime, but I don't think so. It's a little bit different then than the story you might be familiar with. Yeah, um, however, I will say that I think it borrows heavily from the new Mad Max as the original did borrow from the original Mad Max. Oh, that's interesting. Um, There's a place that they go called Eden and that is where all of the water and all of the gasoline is and people aren't allowed into Eden. Um, (laughs) And then a guy arrives who looks very much like the... A Morton Joe. Immortal Joe, yeah, yeah. Um, with like a a big horned mask on instead Ah. of like a gas mask. So it is borrowing liberally, I think, from the new Mad Max from Fury Road, but it's kind of interesting because of it. And there's some new characters thrown in because of that as well. So Hmm. also a lot of old favourites, you'll knowing that it takes a branching path, like a lot of the, at least Kenshiro's brothers, like uh, Toki, have been in it so far, which is kind of interesting because obviously they're dead in the anime, like very early on. So it's like, oh, okay, it's interesting that they're playing with this. And obviously it shows that the Yakuza team knows and loves the source material. Mm. I just wish I was a bit more up on the story that I could really appreciate some of the nuances. Yeah, but... I guess part of the, the a huge part of the appeal of the Yakuza games is those characters. You know, when you care about the characters, that's why you keep playing yeah. you? through all the sequels because you want to know what happens to them because you're invested in them. Can you invest in Kenshiro in the same way you can with uh, Kiryu, for instance? I mean, I've obviously, like I said, I've played a small amount of this game, and as a result of that, it, I, I can't get that same connection. Yes, no, I do. No. 
But Kara Kenshiro, I've seen the original anime. I if you read compare the manga. it, if you compare it to your experience playing the first Yakuza game, yeah, and getting into that story and those characters, I know it's a little different because you you're familiar with the characters at least in Fist and North Star, but I don't is think it, as it successful? made as lasting an impression on me as playing the first Yakuza game. Put it that no, way, so far, no, no, no. I think it's got some very interesting things. I also think there's a lot of sloppier aspects um mm. you can drive a car around for example through a desert and the handling on it's terrible uh, um was that a f- voice no, act- no that's not a first though is it isn't there no some it isn't vehicle stuff in Yakuza? there is but oddly it felt tighter uh <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know but yeah. that's how it is i guess okay but no honestly like i think unless you are a lover of the yakuza series the way i am and particularly if you like Fist of the North Star, maybe consider importing it. But to be honest with you, whereas I will go out on a limb and say that Kenzen is probably one of the best Yakuza games. That's the Feudal Japan one? Yes, it is. Uh, Not the one where you are a samurai, the one one where you're an old samurai. Okay. There's two... There's two of them. They are set in the same feudal period. You play a samurai in both of them. Okay. Yeah, the first one. They're not okay. sequels, but there was one released around the advent of the PS3, the PS3 and then one yeah. around the release of the PS4. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, I'm still going to complete it. Like I said, it doesn't seem like it's that long a game. I do enjoy some of the combat stuff, and like I said, mm. pressing circle and going into these ridiculous modes of you literally like grabbing a guy by an ear and like twirling him around your shoulders. Yeah. A lot of fun. There's nothing else quite like it, I suppose. No, definitely not. That I'll tell you for certain. <laughs> but, you know, let's see. Um, it's not Kawami something... 2's, Sorry. Um, I was going to say, Koami 2's immediately coming out here in August, uh, so let's see if they yeah. release this as well. Fist of the North Star has been released, as you said. Ken's Rage has come out year yeah. before. So let's see if they release this as well. That's actually the question I was going to ask. Yeah, do you think it's going to get a Western release? And then if it does, will you uh, want to pick it up to play it in English, or will you be done with it by the time you've played it once? I will, because I'm kind of a bit obsessive about collecting all the Yakuza games <laughs> in the same way you are with Worms. <laughs> but yeah. but it's I don't not, know. It's strictly not a Yakuza game, is it? It's, so it's anything no, it made isn't. by the studio that develops Yakuza. It's made by the same studio. It's made by the same team. The same uh, director. Kiryu voices Kenshiro, and you oh, can right. play as Kiryu. Apparently there's an unlockable costume oh, somewhere in that game. So spin-off oh, but yeah yeah not truly yakuza you are right so because of your love of the yakuza series have you gone back to the director's uh catalogue of previous titles like do you collect monkey ball games <laughs> no i think no. <laughs> I, I think i'm okay with monkey ball i have one or two of them but yeah. no somehow i don't think i will because i saw a funny tweet I actually retweeted it the other day on bus process with him and how he looked to monkey ball days to how he looks now yeah I've it's such that. a transformation isn't it Yes. He just looked kind of unassuming, regular type guy. And now he's got his orange tan. He's trimmed down very much yeah. so. Wearing uh, like very fitted suits. Yeah. Yes. Before he just wore a black t-shirt and looked kind of average. And now he's And like... glasses as well in one Is of the it... pictures I've seen of him. Yeah, right, he looks yeah. like a traditional Japanese dev. He's, he's a character for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And Yakuza mm. turned him into that. Strange. I guess it was, so. It was <laughs> like maybe some of that Yakuza thing has rubbed, rubbed off on him. Sorry if it maybe. was a bang there. I hit the microphone. 
It's okay, Thomas. No one will judge you. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> yeah, so what have you been playing then, Tom Parry? Or have you just been connecting? Connecting? You say yes. it like, like... Well, I've been connecting with a few people online, playing Tekken 7. Ooh la la. Uh, playing a few matches of that, as well as some Street Fighter Five. For some reason, I've fallen back into that recently. Uh, right. Sometimes I get the urge to play a fighting game, and it uh, started with Street Fighter. Trying to get good online, do a few rank battles, and yeah, I was doing okay. Uh, then I decided need a bit of a change from that. I'll move on to Tekken, and I found a little bit more success playing Tekken. Actually, yeah. funny enough, because I'd always would consider myself to be um, a Street Fighter player, but I yeah. think those maybe who play Street Fighter might be a little bit more hardcore than those who play Tekken. I think. The problem is a lot of the the casual gaming audience, which you yourself have now done the banner <laughs> of, um, are saying, well, Street Fighter wasn't released as a fully featured game. A lot of them have fallen off it because it's been mm. released over a year ago now. And I think it's fair to say that a lot of the people who are still playing Street Fighter are those who absolutely love that franchise and are perhaps even playing it competitively locally with friends and whatnot. Mm, mm. People who are still playing Street Fighter are probably people who really like Street Fighter and therefore are probably quite good at it as a result. Yeah, I'd hope that uh, the arcade edition maybe brought a few more people into the fray, a few more newbies. And that's probably who I've been playing because it sort of matches you to uh, people of your skill level. And because I haven't played a lot online with Street Fighter, a little, but not a lot, Yeah. Uh, then I'm playing against uh, relative uh, new players, I suppose. Yeah. It's a similar story with, with Tekken, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I've got, I've got one character I'm getting pretty adept with, and that's uh, Oscar. I think she okay. first appeared in um, Street Fighter 5. Not Street Fighter. Oh, my. Tekken. Te- Tekken. Sorry. Tekken 5 on the PS2. And, uh, yeah, I- I've kind of got to grips with her. Also, you know, Kazooie I'll use. And I was playing a bit with Jin earlier, just trying to branch out a little bit. But I've been yeah. getting a lot of satisfaction from uh, playing them. I like Tekken. Yeah. It's a game I keep looking for cheap, actually. Anytime I go into a GameStop or whatever, I keep looking to see if it's on sale. And it yes. never seems to be, so it must be doing all right. Yeah, I think uh, my appreciation of Tekken has risen. Uh, I mean, I always enjoyed it, but you know, I never felt particularly good at it. And I think when you play a game and you actually get quite good at it, then you start to the bond with it a little bit more. And that's what's been happening with me and Tekken just recently. Yeah. Has anyone done a Photoshop of Liam Neeson as Kazuya? Would you make a good Kazuya? Uh, no, I'm just thinking Tekken and Taken. Ah. Oh. Oh. See? That's there's good. There's a thumbnail of hey, hey, there's an April Fool's right there. Liam oh, Neeson as Kazuya in um, <laughs> Tekken the movie 2, I suppose, because we've already had one, haven't we? I'd take him as Hayachi. I could see him with a shaven head and some bits coming out oh, of the side. Oh, it's Hayachi even. Oh, wow. He's okay. got that very stern brow as well. But I uh, saw you can see him as... Uh, Kazuya as well, you know, he's got that mm, yeah. look about him. Yeah, he's of the similar age. You know, he'd have to age him a bit for Heihachi, I suppose. Because yes. you know, I have no idea how old Heihachi is anymore. But, yeah, that's interesting. Did you, did you on the subject, sort of on the subject of um, April Fool's, did you uh, come across any good uh, gaming April Fool's? To be honest with you, I kind of stayed off the internet yesterday because you April did. Fools have kind of gotten to that point where I'm like, ah, April Fools. I don't know. Did you see any? Were there yes, any good ones? Yes, there was a good one from Sega uh, regarding 
and <laughs> controller support for the fishing rod for their Sega Mobile games. I, I enjoyed okay. that one. Uh, now the <laughs> Sega Mobile games support the Dreamcast fishing controller. Yeah. And there was a little uh, photo. I enjoyed that one. Uh, there's been a couple of others. Uh, I think Hyperkin did tweeted something about uh, a HD Atari, what are they called? The old Atari console. 2600? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if that's real or not, to be honest. I don't know. It... I mean, like, they did this last time with the Game Boy thing, right? And then it ended oh, okay. up being a real so thing. That, so that might be real. Uh, I'm Se- a bit gun-shy about Hyperkin. Sega also did something about Sanic, and they said Sanic merchandise for April Fool's, and it was a joke. But then today they've actually put it up for sale. So <laughs> you can buy it on a T-shirt or a... You know, the very crudely drawn Sonic. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, yeah, you have to be careful, is it? I saw the Lego one with the the vacuum. Yeah, I saw that, too. caught that one. Uh, Martha yelled at me. She's like, oh, you're making a Lego vacuum. I was like, no, think about what day it is. She goes, (laughs) oh, yeah. Yeah, that was too good to be true, but a nice little design all the same, I thought. Yes, I think so, too. Uh, But, yeah, it's been been Easter as well, so... um, been busy did a few things for blast process so we got an easter video done now uh where we unboxed some mario easter eggs Ooh la la was there so, anything good in them uh well yeah there's sort of like a, a breakfast set so you get a bowl and a cup and then there's a yoshi theme one and a mario theme one and then there was some sort of uh, spinny thing so it's a little spinner and you you pop it down on this thing uh you got mario sitting to the side of it you, you, yeah. you bash mario on the head and then the spinner spins up. And then that came with an egg. And so there's been a few of these. So we, we did a little video on that, uh, which you can check out. Uh, so yeah, a lot of my time actually has been spent uh, filming, editing videos and not playing so much. I played a little bit more Witcher. Yeah. Uh, I got into that tavern, as you said. Did yes. you tell me to buy the Gwent cards there, Matthew? Uh, you play Gwent and uh, buy Gwent cards. Because I bought yeah. all the Gwent cards that were there and I played Gwent for the first time. And I have to, I, I can, first I didn't get it, but now I understand yeah. it because I put all my cards in first go. Mm-hmm. Most of them, don't you do know. That. No, because <laughs> you have to save them, don't you, for the rest of the, the rounds. Yeah. Uh, but I can see there being a lot of enjoyment to be had in, oh, in Gwent. Gwent. Gwent yeah. is such a good game. But, you know, relatively straightforward card game, which I mm-hmm. think is to very... its, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's very good. So um, a bit of, a bit of The Witcher. Um, you know, I'm struggling to think of other things I've really played. That that's a bit crazy, isn't it? Oh it yeah, is. Switch. Yeah, Switch. So I got a uh, the the Snake game. Uh, Snake Pass. Snake Pass. Yes, where you play as Noodle the Snake. It's on yes. sale at the moment for a good uh, seven pounds, I think. So it's half. I've price. seen a lot of people picking that up, so I assumed it was on sale really fun game i think it's developed by sumo digital it's what yes, i like it about is. it is it's a unique concept you know you, you uh you wriggle around you, you know i think you press uh the trigger to move forward move forward faster you kind of snake from side to side and then you press a to kind of lift yourself um you got to wrap yourself around um structures in order to get all the uh, power-ups yeah i say power-ups collectibles i should say and yeah it's very addictive very fun I would recommend it. Okay. I've also been playing a bit of Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Trap. Yeah. That was also in the sale, again, half price, I think, or at least very reasonable. Uh, and th- that's wonderful. I mean, it was a great game to begin with. Yeah. 
on the master system and then giving that nice lick of paint it's one of those you can kind of come back to because you're always making progress Mm -hmm. Uh, even if you die you know you're collecting gold you're collecting uh, armors or swords and such so it's sort of like you learn it as you play it and it doesn't feel too punishing because no you're always sort of getting somewhere uh so i need to pick that game up i really like the look of it it's a great game you know and it, it say it was on a master system when i first played it years ago and you can switch between the two art styles but i have to stick with the uh, the new one because yeah. it's a it's a great experience i mean if i wanted to play the old one i've done that enough you know i'm i'm, True. I'm embracing this wonderful uh, graphical style that uh, i think they're called lizard cube the developers i think so who've yeah reimagined uh, wonder boy and it's very good i would give that a huge recommendation I played a little bit of ARMS. It's Global Test Punch on Switch at the moment. Yes. And I didn't like ARMS. Really. I mean, it didn't really leave me... Maybe I needed to spend more time with it. But at the same time, I was like, I don't really want to bother with this. I'm not into it. Don't have to. It's a shame, really. Uh, If a casual gamer like you, Tom Parry, doesn't like ARMS, what hope is there for it? (laughs) I love the style. I love the design of ARMS. Me too. Music presentation, great. The actual gameplay, I'm just not feeling it. No, and, me neither. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry to say that actually, because I love it when Nintendo, you know, do a new franchise and go all out. Well, like they paid with off Splatoon. with Splatoon. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah, paid off with that. Well, Splatoon, I think, is a better game. From what I, I would played. say, so 100 percent agree. But I do feel like I should probably spend more time with Arms before I judge it too harshly. But then I can't now because <sighs> I just deleted it. Yeah, I, didn't I think, think I was going to play Tom, it. Again. Honestly, I've played it a bit more than that. Um, one of our colleagues, Jason, had it, mm. and he brought it over, and we played a few multiplayer matches. And even multiplayer, when you're in the same room, it's just it. It feels like it's lacking. It feels like it should be a demo rather than anything else. It's a bit of a shame. Yeah, There's probably a lot of depth to it. People are getting a lot of enjoyment out of it, but isn't for me. No, real shame. Yep. Ah well, but uh, I do suggest checking out the Nintendo eShop sale. Pretty good. I'll have a look. Uh, I got that one that you I played at yours. Ka- Kamiko, is it? Kamiko, yes. Kamiko. Yes. Uh, that's very cheap. Two pounds now, I think it is. I don't think it was much more than that anyway. No, no, it's about four pound fifty or something. But uh, I think so. What's nice every time you buy something now, your pennies are turned points. You get points for stuff, and yeah. uh, they turn to pennies. So you can yeah. actually make some big savings. The more you buy, the more you save on that digital store now, and it's yeah. uh, it's a nice place to be at. Yes, that. definitely. Yeah, so a uh, bit of Switch, bit of Witcher, bit of Tekken on the PS4. I'm having to glance back behind me now to see if there's anything. That's okay. Yeah. Not really. No, okay. Um, fairly, uh, fairly. Oh, yeah, PSP, PS Vita, uh, Virtual Tennis 4. Okay. For the Vita. Good job. How much you pay for that? I think it's actually four or five pounds which i thought was quite a lot but it's the cheapest i've seen it i was actually gonna say that doesn't sound that much for vita games they seem to be expensive no, for vita, some reason. yeah trying to get a copy of ridge racer for reasonable reasonable price is quite difficult yeah it's a shame which was i think a launch title ridge racer usually is a launch title probably <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> um yeah so i played a bit of nino kuni too Ah, now we were going to talk about that, weren't we, uh, last week? Yes. um, I started it with my fiancée, Marta. We only played about half an hour of it, I think. Um, I'm going to say 
yeah, I think I can do it in two minutes. Spoiler warning for the start of Nino Kuni, because if you haven't played it, I think you should skip maybe like three minutes ahead just to be sure. I'm going to glance at the time so I can. Well, can I? Can I? No, I'm never going to play it, so there you go. So essentially, <laughs> what happens is in the start of Nino Kuni, um, you are the president of the United States and you're driving along in a car. And uh, New York seems to suffer some kind of like terrorist attack with a nuke and it blows up and then your car spins off the road. Is this an April and... Fool's? No, I'm telling you, this is actually the start of the game. And your car spins off the road and the president's there by the side of the road and going like, oh God. And then he gets magically transported to Ding Dong Dell. Um, Can you say that again? I love that. Ding, Ding Dong, Dong Dell. Dell. That is the so, world that was in the original. Um, yes, it is. Game. It is the world yeah. of the original Nino Kuni. Mm. And you land there. Um, and the king of Dindondel is there. I can't remember his name. Uh, I know the president's name is Roland, and it's a coup. Uh, the the rat people are trying to kill the the king of Dindondel. They've killed his father, and now they're trying to kill him and overthrow the government. And you find this out because you're there, and the kid's running away, and he runs up to the guards. He's like, oh, my God, there's an intruder, and they try and kill the kid. Uh-huh. And then you pull out a pistol and shoot the guards and i was like what is this this is insane this is such a weird start to a game and yeah Mm. from there it it, it's kind of settling back into the groove of the first so you're playing as the president you you are the president of the u.s yeah no one knows that because obviously no one knows what you are are a little blonde-haired child you are a little blonde-haired child. You are a guy with a ponytail who is the president of the US. And then there's another character who I haven't met yet. Oh, so you play as uh, several different Yes, characters. you can change. Like, whereas you were Oliver in the first game and you, you met some other people in this game, it seems to be you meet a party of three at the start and then you chop and change. Whoever you want to be the main character can be the main so, character. So, so rewind a little bit. Yeah. The president got into this ding-dong dell. How was it again? Sorry. Um, How did he manage? Well, I'm actually running over the time limit I gave. But um right. there's a there's a, a big thing happens at the start and then you get warped there. So it's just warped. like okay you get warped. Yes, warped is the word I would use. Alright. But honestly after that then it kinda of settles back into itself. Definitely a more serious tone I think than the first Nino Kuni. But also I think the first Nino Kuni was quite serious in certain bits with Oliver's mother dying and all of this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I I do think that there will be like a nuance. It will try to find line between quite serious and quite light-hearted, but looks amazing. Uh, the battle system seems like it's got a big change from the first game. It feels more like an action game, and when I picked it up, I was like, oh, great, Yakuza controls. Square is it real, is like... real time as opposed to turn-based yes, now? Yes, it is. Yeah. And I was listening to a podcast that made the comparisons more to the Tales series of mm. games, which is also Bandai Namco, which would make sense. I didn't realise um, it was Bandai Namco, actually. Yeah, it is. Oh. Uh, publishing it. It's Level 5 who are making it, but it's ah. Bandai Namco who published it. So maybe it. they told them to skew more in that direction. Okay. Either way, like I said, we've played for like half hour. I've enjoyed what I've played of it so far. I'm looking forward to playing more of it, but we'll just do that casually, I think, throughout the week. So I'll look out for my feelings on that game. Have you encountered any of the other gameplay uh, elements? No, as... not yet. No, not yet. Uh, literally, we're still in like the tutorial bit. Um it's telling us how to like dodge roll and all of these other things. So there's a little bit more going on in the combat, I think, than the last game. It's funny you say dodge roll. Yeah. Because so many video games have dodge roll, don't they? Yes, they do. So every combat game... Oh, dodge roll. Dodge roll, yeah, exactly. Why not? Gets you out of the way quicker, yeah. gets you back up and attacking. It works. Uh, Darksiders, yes. Dodge yeah. roll. 
I, I bit the bullet and bought that on the Wii U, believe it or not, even though I got really? it on the Xbox. <laughs> I said, <laughs> after Tank, 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 I shall not buy any more Wii U games. And then I ended up seeing that very cheap and thought, you know, I like that game. I think that I should get that for the Wii U. You know, I bought because... that game. It's still in factory seal. <laughs> I bought it because I pre-ordered it absolutely ages ago because it got delayed for I almost like a year. Two versions of that game. One's rarer than the other one. There's a different age restriction on it. Really? Yeah. If you've got a certain one, then it's worth more than the other one. There was a reprint of it, I think. Oh, interesting. Well, I got a launch copy of it, so maybe I got that. I don't know. Yeah, still factory something sealed. like that, I think. Who knows? I'll have a look. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, I haven't really been playing that much. I played uh, Tailgater, which is the subject of this ah, week's biographic, yes. which you can check out. Should be up before this podcast, I guess. Um, and that's good. It's a game by Natsume. Check that out. I quite like it. it. Kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Bubble Bobble, but it's definitely like a puzzle platformer. Bubble Bobble, you just reminded me. I bought this on the Wii Shop Channel. Oh, okay. Because uh, it's a special version. It's called Bubble Bobble Plus. Yes. And of course, the Wii Shop Channel, you can no longer add funds to it. Yeah. So uh, you can no longer, if you haven't already got some credit, buy any games on there. So a few weeks ago, I made sure I had everything I wanted. And because I don't, re- well, I have a copy of Bubble Bobble on an Xbox collection somewhere, but it's not the greatest conversion. And this was no. a pretty solid package for what you get. You get an arranged mode as well as the original mode. So you get quite a lot of content. Uh, Bubble yeah. Bob are now rendered in 3D. But um, yeah, it plays well like you'd expect it to. Mm-hmm. So very happy to have picked that up. Along with a few other ones, so uh, I'm, I'm I'm happy uh, I got everything I wanted before the 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 ability to add points was taken away. I unfortunately didn't, but there we go. That's how it goes. I mean, the, the, there are a few that are still worth playing. I wouldn't say there's anything particularly on WiiWare that is must really. No, I mean, I would have liked some... to have picked up Castlevania, WiiWare, Re- remake Re- of Castlevania Rebirth, Adventures. Yeah, there's there's yeah, also but... uh, Gradius and uh, Contra. You know, those are very uh, solid, uh, enjoyable games and very different from other versions of those series. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Gradius is pretty similar to the original, but uh, the Contra one is all out crazy. Yeah. You know, that that is, you know, they're worth playing, but, oh, Muscle March. There's one that you can't get anywhere else, I don't think. And this is a very wacky uh, game where you play as a bodybuilder and you're in yeah. like a conga line of bodybuilders and you have to follow the, the movements of the lead um, bodybuilder. So you okay. <laughs> as you break through a wall, he makes a pose. Yeah. Right. This is a Wii Remote and Nunchuck game. So you have to make the corresponding pose in order to fit through the wall and follow them through. Yes. And it gets faster and faster. It's a, it's a simple game. But it's one of those wacky games that I don't think get anywhere else, and it was surprising to even see it on the uh, European WiiWare store because it's, it's yeah. very, very Japanese. That's a bit of fun. Okay, oh, but, that's uh, a shame. You won't Look lose, forward to uh, never playing that again. You, people who didn't buy it. <laughs> but you know, it is a question that uh, these games have gone now. That, that that seems to be the. It's unusual to have games just disappear. Yeah. Uh, usually they've been releasing some sort of physical media or you've still got the option to re-download. You can still re-download stuff until next year. but Yeah, and, and it does beg the question of once your Wii or Wii U does cease to function, well, hopefully it won't happen, but you know these are mechanical things that could go exactly. wrong. You're going to lose everything. And yeah. uh, 
you know, hope we didn't go too crazy with buying uh, WiiWare and Virtual Console games <laughs> because I think I bought Gunstar Heroes. I think that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah. There's, it's a great way to save money. That's what I used it for. So the expensive carts I bought yeah. as uh, Virtual Console games, um, Musha and uh, is it Musha? Yes, and yeah. uh, Alien Soldier and uh, yeah, Mega yeah. Mega as well, which you have, so you don't need to worry about. I that. I don't have. I sold. Oh, you sold it for a good yeah, so good money. Hundred and thirty quid, I think. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> the reason you I could have had it for thirty, Tom. Just saying, <laughs> I did offer. Uh, yeah, but I thought I can get it cheaper on virtual consoles. I just bought it for what seven or less. Not anymore, Tom. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Oh yeah, and when it you know ceases to exist, then I'm one kicking myself for that exactly. stupid decision. Oh well, that's how it goes. Yeah. Um, other than that, I haven't really played that much. I bought a few games just because it was payday. Um, I started chipping away at the last handful of carts I needed for the US exclusives to the Game Boy, so I'm now down to 10. That's, 10 Game Boy games I do that's not That's very uh, impressive. So what's your total Game Boy game collection uh, on, for the original? I don't even want to think, because I've got about 100-plus Japanese titles as well. Okay. Probably Hundreds. in the region of about 700 carts, I think, yeah. at this point. And that's without Game Boy Color or Advance. My Game Boy Advance oh. games are now Does... somewhere in the 200 region. I think the Game Boy Color is as well. Does it make it more difficult to pick games to cover for more graphic now? You've got so no, many. No, not necessarily. No. To be honest with you, my biggest challenge when it comes to biographic is I know the games that are really good and really fun to play now. Mm. So I'm trying not to burn them all in one go because yeah. for every tailgater, there are one or two titles that I'm like, oh, this is abysmal, but no one's covered it. Therefore, I yeah. feel I should. Yeah. But you However, want, generally, I imagine you want to cover games that you want other people to play that they might not have heard about. Yeah, I do. But I also believe that a lot of the original Game Boy library, at least, uh, that's why I started moving on to Game Boy Color, has already been covered, I think. Uh-huh. People know about Trip World. People know about Kid yeah, Dracula. Sure. People know about Tailgater, even. Yeah. But for me, it's documenting those obscure games that no one has played, which aren't mm. generally that good. Yeah, you're doing a, a service, aren't you, by actually making documentation of these games so they don't get forgotten about. Yeah, I try my best to, anyways. Or at mm. least, you know, to make sure that someone who's in a flea market or someone who's in a retro game shop looks at Iron Man XO War Machine and goes, wow, what a great game. Look at that, it's Iron Man. I bet that's amazing. And, and then they not. look at a YouTube video and then they go, no, it's not worth the 50 quid people are asking for it. Yeah, and this is just it, isn't it? You know, it's, does, if, if it's rare, it doesn't necessarily mean it's any good. No. Which is, <laughs> therefore, it is pointless buying it. I will uh, say if... that is not often the case with rare Game Boy games. I think a no. lot of the rarer Game Boy games oh, are expensive because they are good. Unlike like a Trip lot of World. the stuff. Like Trip World. Uh, well, I mean, Kid Dracula, I don't think is as rare as it is, but like the Mega Man games and like everything else worth owning, a lot of people want it, a lot of people keep hold of it, meaning the copies yeah. that are for sale yeah. are well inflated beyond what they should be. Mm-hmm. Well, you, but that's how it is. Thank you for doing the uh, service of <laughs> sharing these games. Try my best, Tom. Yes. Put my trousers on one leg at a time like everyone else. It's okay. No, I like uh, that analogy. Yes. Um... Yeah, so there's a few of those. Um, mm. I don't think I really bought anything else, to be honest. Maybe I one bet, or two Japanese Game Boy games, but <laughs> nothing too strange. Oh, actually, tell you what I did do. I pre-ordered uh, Thimbleweed Park. Um, physical copy. The physical copy from Limited Run Games. They're I heard a, this, yeah. They're doing a Switch version of it, mm. and it's a Ron Gilbert game. Uh, 
one of the makers of Monkey Island, along with Tim Schafer, and I feel it's pretty good. So I was like, well, I haven't tried it on anything. The physical release of it was only thirty dollars, so I was like, well, I'll I'll pre-order that. Why not? It's like ten pound mm. more expensive, maybe, than the digital one will cost me, and then I'll mm. have it on a cart. That's cool. So, yeah. Um, I experienced uh, one of these Kickstarter physical editions. No, I say this isn't Kickstarter, this yeah. is a limited run, but uh, we did a, again for Blast Process, did a video for Dizzy's Mystery Adventure. Mystery yeah, Dizzy. the Oliver Twins game, right? Yeah, so this was one that was developed for the NES but never actually came out at the time. And yeah. much later on, decided to do a Kickstarter project to get some released uh, physically. So uh, that was cool. You know, I think it's yeah. cool to have a new NES game um, now. But uh, I've never really played a Dizzy game, so, uh, you know, there you go. I can't I actually comment much on, uh, oh, I wish I, I could play that because yeah. I love Dizzy, but no, I don't because I've never really played them. I've never played any Dizzy games, but people have told me they are very much like Nobu, if you remember me covering that for Biographic, the mm. Japanese game where you're the big smiley thing. Oh, that, that one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, apparently the Dizzy games are quite similar to that, and I really love Nobu, so yeah. I'm so maybe always meant to check them out. Go for some Dizzy. Maybe, but there's none on the Game Boy. I did actually ask the Oliver Twins at one point on Twitter because they were rooting through boxes in their attic. Yeah. I said, is there a Game Boy port with Dizzy in there anywhere? And they were yeah. like, oh, maybe. So <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Maybe there is. And maybe they'll get kickstarted eventually. Who knows? If it is, I'll be all over them. But, but, but yeah, not so interested in the NES one then. I'd give it, it a go, but yeah. not that bothered. Yeah, you can play Dizzy on various platforms, so... Uh... Drive, you can also the, uh... play that game online for free if you want. Go to mysteryworlddizzy.com. I'll give it a go then. You can play free. it. Why there not? you go. There's you, there you, you dizzy fix like exactly. that. Marvellous. I played a good uh, 8-bit platformer uh, the other day, actually. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't mention this before. Totally forgot about it. Tasmania for the math system. Um, okay. It's different from the Game Gear one. It's different from the Mega Drive one. It has a very unique uh, mechanic where you work with momentum. You you can spin into a, a tornado. Yeah. So when you do that, you can go faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can use that to get across bigger jumps and such. Uh, Taz has got to eat. Whenever Taz touches something, he automatically eats it. Oh, because, I've you know, played this. Yeah. That's what he does. Uh, but they can also automatically eat a bomb. You know, that can hurt him. Yeah. So you've got to yeah, be careful yeah. not to stop on something you don't want him to eat. Um, but the whole tornado momentum thing is a very unique platform mechanic. And uh, it works incredibly well in the game because it's relatively simple platform. But it's all built around these unique mechanics. Yeah. Which, you know, it's, I haven't played... Because a lot of platformers of that era were very similar in how they, they played. And at least mm-hmm. Tasmania actually attempts to do something a little different with the gameplay to shake it up yeah so i said that the math system version's very playable i'm not sure how it compares to the other ones because i've never played them but the math system was very good it's a game i used to see on the shelves um for the math system and i thought oh i quite like that by the time i never got it i think when i had yeah. the choice i got dick tracy back uh, when i was a kid uh, yeah. opposed to taz uh probably because i'd just seen the film or something and i liked it beautiful cover yeah <laughs> Quite One right. of the few good Master System covers. <laughs> I, I think that Taz's isn't bad. Actually, Taz has the same cover yeah. as the Mega Drive one on Game Gear. It's a very nice cover, actually. Uh, so, yes, a little bit of Taz was great fun. I would That's recommend good. that game. And it's I very had completely cheap. forgotten I'd ever played that game until you mentioned the eating the bombs. Yeah, yeah. that's a good game. 
another game which I was surprised at how much I enjoyed for its reputation was Bubsy on the Mega Drive. Mm. Bubsy plays better than I've I'd heard. You know, I, I don't think people speak very highly of Bubsy usually, but uh, the first one at least, because I played the second one. The second one was confusing as heck. So, oh man, wait until uh, you see the Game Boy version of the second one. <laughs> Honestly, it's one of the worst games I've ever played. Yeah, was there a Game Boy version original Bubsy? No, Bubsy, just Bubsy. Just Bubsy Two got the Game Boy treatment. Oh, what a shame! Because the original plays well. I like it. I've played I mean, the f- I played the first one a lot when I was a kid, but it's not yeah. great. I wouldn't say it's a must-have, but it's better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> ah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, compared to other games at the time, and to, like at the it's... time, like we owned it. My brother bought it because it was so much hype around that game. It came out, mm. and like everyone was going, "Oh my god, it's amazing!" It looks nice uh, on the back of the game's box. It says Dominic Diamond says this is the game to watch out for. Yeah, exactly, and this is the thing. <laughs> like everyone reviewed it, like gave it like perfect scores and stuff. Yeah. And it's one of the first times I think where maybe journalists were paid to give something a better score than they probably should have. Um, and so it came out, and then everyone hated it, and that's why well, my local Fifth Dimension had like fucking fifteen copies of it for about ten years. I'm gonna say it's not a bad game. I don't think it's, it's great. I think it's, it's like fine. a solid like six out of ten. I think maybe, there's much worse games. But... Yeah, maybe it was over. You know. Um... Rated yes, at the time, and then definitely gave, was. And then when it came out, it was like, well, this is just a fun, colourful platformer. Yeah, but, but relatively basic. It's fast, I guess. You know, that's something it's got going for it. There's a definite speed to Bubsy. There's an odd sort of um, feeling to the platforming. It's very it's, floaty. It's very floaty, but that's never been a game breaker for me as far as platformers go. Floaty platforming. Um, you, you kind of can, I can adapt to it reasonably well. It doesn't break the experience for me. I can, but there's yeah. a lot of... They try to have their cake and eat you too, I think, with Bubsy. There's a lot mm. of them trying to take on what I now appreciate about Sonic in that the levels are very vertical and they can go a lot of different directions. Um, but yeah, Bubsy's level size is a little bit more messy when you compare it to Sonic's. You, know? you, you can miss huge parts of Bubsy just by going fast and jumping over the whole lot. Yeah. Yeah, but there's also like a lot of times where you will fall and you will just die because yeah, you fall there, there, there are, and you can't there do anything times. about it. But when you compare something like Bubsy's floaty platforming to Earthworm Jim's floaty platforming, they're they're similar in terms of how yes, they feel. I but don't I would think... argue that Earthworm Jim is a much better experience. Like, and trust me, like we bought those games around a similar yeah. time. Earthworm Jim is a much more uh, interesting concept, and yeah, uh, yeah but gameplay wise, I don't know. I don't know. I like Earthworm Jim's style and its design. It's got a lot more imagination than Bubsy has. Oh, definitely. For one. But, yeah, I don't know if there's... Yeah. I'm Trust not going to get into that debate. I've not played enough of Bubsy. I, I, but I've always have struggled a little bit with uh, Earthworm Jim. I played more Bubsy at the time purely because it was more child-friendly. It is. It but I always is. wanted to play Earthworm Jim more. I just wasn't very good at it. Yeah, that's it. Maybe it is a better game, Earthworm Jim, of course, but Bubsy is very pick-up-and-play. Despite some annoying frustrations, it's 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 all right. Weirdly, Maybe... I never think I've finished the first world in Bubsy. No. Oh, no, I finished uh, that, yeah. The Carnival World is the next one. Oh, yeah, no, I did get to the Carnival World. I've yeah. never got past that. I had to turn it off at the time, so I can't tell you uh, if that's difficult or no you know, is isn't designed very well. I can't. I can't say. Me neither. Oh well. Bubsy, eh? 
Does make me curious to play that PS4 game. I view it as hot fire, like a garbage fire. I hear but Bubsy it can't be any worse than the original Bubsy on the Mega Drive, can it? I hear so. I hear that really? they've they trialed to dial up the badness of it. All right. And so you badness just like, meaning like coolness. you know trying to be like ironically bad, but right. they it, they actually succeeded in making a worse product oh, than the original. Yeah, because the original isn't bad; it's just mediocre. Yeah, all the marketing <laughs> and stuff around the first game is the the crux around its neck. Yeah, but they. They seem to have embraced the wrong things about Bubsy for the remake, and yeah, it's not good. That's that's interesting. I doubt it's going to be free on PlayStation Plus anytime soon, is it? No, probably not. Probably a quid in the Steam sale. (laughs) I take it you haven't played uh, Sea of Thieves yourself? No, not since I played it at Gamescom like two years ago. I've not heard good things. Really? Mm. Yeah. There is a way to play it for free. You know, a few games pass, you know, the trial, you can play it for a couple of weeks for free. Uh, I thought about doing that myself, just out of curiosity, really. Um, but I don't feel like I need it. You know what I mean? For Even me, though it, it was mean... one of those games that initially I thought, that's got to get that one. Yeah. For yeah. me, it would mean re-upping gold and then trialing the games pass. I'm not going to pay 50 quid for it. Like, I oh, don't no need way. to. no way. And I viewed it's not that deep enough. It's an experience that they're going to keep adding to and updating. So, yeah, maybe it makes sense to get the and games pass instead. It's going to cost the same as uh, Destiny 2 pretty soon, isn't it? Like I mean, I've already quid. seen Destiny 2 for 15 quid. Yeah, yeah so yeah. let's see. I think that's going to go down in value pretty quick. I mean, especially as it's Xbox only. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let's see. So neither was the playing Sea of Thieves. Nope. PUBG and Fortnite are on phones, though, Tom. We can now have that experience. Not on my phone. That's true, yeah. <laughs> but I can't say I have any interest uh, yeah, in, in playing those on my phone either. No, me neither. <laughs> oh, what are we like? Grumpy old gamers. Oh, in my day, we had Bubs in Earthworm Jim. No, never mind. Right, Tasmania. Okay. <laughs> Tasmania. Tasmania. We mean you. Yeah, that's a theme song, ladies and gentlemen. That, that, that right. was. Not as good as your uh, Kenshiro impression earlier. But... Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I, I don't want to. <laughs> I can also hear that my fiance's in the phone in the other room, so I don't want to belt Tasmania into a microphone. It's okay. Tasmania, right, okay. I could watch that again. wonder what it's like. Probably not very good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just guessing. I don't know. <laughs> okay, right. Let's wrap it up there, Tom Parry. You've got places to go, and I need to edit this podcast. So let's do it. If you have enjoyed the podcast, you can listen to it in a variety of places on blastprocess.com. You can go to Stitcher on iTunes and tomandmatttack.com forward slash podcast. While you're in iTunes, why not give us a cheeky rate and subscribe? Let us know you're listening, yada, yada, yada. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tomandmattattack and on Twitter at TMACast, which I am checking more regularly and also I believe Tom Parry is. I'm, I'm social media monster. That's me. You are. Is replying in seconds. Trust me, his ratings are through the roof. <laughs> if you want to reach out to us separately, you can do so on uh, at Game Boyle for me on Twitter and at Tom Parry Eleven for Tom. If you want to talk about either yes. of us without the other one knowing, exactly. <laughs> Just you know, don't at Tom. It's fine. Uh, there's a few things coming out on Blast Process, I guess, this week, right? Oh, there's always videos at Blast Process. So if you check out our YouTube channel or our website BlastProcess.com, then you're sure to find something. New and exciting. Yeah, and there'll be a new biographic on Tailgater out by the time you listen to this. So go check that out if you haven't already. Okay, mate. 
thank you for another wonderful podcast. Thank you, Matthew. I've enjoyed always. hearing about the Fifth of North Star game very much. Glad to hear it. And, and hopefully you're... you were home have as well. Yes. Oh, that's nice, Matt. Oh, isn't it? Right, okay, sod off. <laughs> Game okay. on. Game on. <laughs>